Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. KFI AM640, you're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeart Radio app. Welcome, everybody. We're on the air from 1 to 4, uh, Monday through Friday. If you missed the show live, pick it up on the podcast. Post it up right after 4 o'clock at KFI640.com or go to the iHeartRadio app. Uh, we're going to talk with Steve Gregory now. There's another anti-police group called Stop LAPD Spying Coalition, and they're putting together a database on the Internet so that you could track any LAPD officer by name, along with a picture and other information. And let's get Steve on to see uh, what this is about. Steve? I said, let's get Steve on to see what this oh. is about. <laughs> was that my cue? Uh, that would be you, yes. Hi, Steve. Well, that was my cue. Yeah, what's Good this about? gentlemen. Yeah, yeah what so is it this? It looks like this is the second organization. I think people have forgotten that... Uh, Black Lives Matter was actually the first organization uh, a few years ago, back in 2020, that is doing very similar uh, efforts to expose the personal information of officers and deputies in L.A. County. This is an effort by the Stop LAPD Spying Coalition. It's an organization that's been around for a few years, and their whole purpose is to, what they say, is expose information about officers in the LAPD to empower community members to hold the LAPD accountable. They're going so far as to getting information through public records requests like name, rank, uh, position, uh, assignment, date of uh, hire, 
and the photograph, as you mentioned at the top. But what they want to do is they want to go a little bit further. They also want to get the height and weight of these officers. And what they want to do is build a database so that if someone encounters an officer in the field, if it's a traffic stop or a, or something on a sidewalk or at a home, they can cross-reference that officer to the database, and then they can learn more about their officer, presumably to either file a complaint, a lawsuit, or something else. But they also are providing the department email for each of these officers, and they're using their serial numbers, which is different from their badge numbers, and they also want their badge numbers, and they also want the identities of undercover officers as well. They say this is really the only way to hold LAPD accountable. So this is this is this seems like terrorism here. I mean, they could have all their goody good reasons for doing this, but really, what it is to intimidate, and they're they're going to rile up some uh, some whack jobs who uh, might kill these cops, ambush them in some well, way, maybe if, you know mm-hmm. at, at their homes. That's what this is about: is to make the cops feel fearful. Well, this is tantamount to the term doxing. I think you guys are familiar with doxing, yeah. something that's kind of created a few years ago as well, and that's the. Uh, uh, that is sort of the effort to put someone's personal information, their home address, uh, information about their families, things like that on social media. And then that's what happens. People on social media, they end up at these people's homes. They protest or they'll hassle or they'll intimidate or stalk. And, yeah, you're right. This is a problem. And even back then when Black Lives Matter L.A. was doing this very similar thing with the deputies of L.A. County Sheriff's Department, uh, they were putting out personal address personal information about each of the deputies involved in any kind of a use of force, again, in their minds, saying that this equalizes the playing field. This gives everyone else an opportunity to know who are the people out there involved in these well, uses of force. But they're putting out bait for the for the truly unhinged to uh, take action, maybe violent action. Right. So in talking to the LAPD about it on an official scale, they would not offer up any kind of a, an opinion because they are being sued by this organization, this stop LAPD spying, and uh, the uh, the actual website is called Watch the Watchers. That's sort of their effort. Um, but they the LAPD is keenly aware of it. When I reached out to folks this morning, they're like, listen, we'd love to tell you what's going on, but we can't comment publicly because of the lawsuits. Now, members of the police union, on the other hand, uh, have the same sentiment that you expressed a few moments ago. Now, you know, in in one TV news story here, they quote a Black Lives Matter uh, member. And I'm wondering, considering uh, it's been well documented what Black Lives Matter here in L.A. did with a lot of the donated money. I don't understand why people in the media are taking this this group seriously here. I I mean, they they, they spent millions of dollars buying uh, mansions all over the place from here to uh, Canada. So I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what's going on. They're, they're constantly being presented as a legitimate organization. This is a terrorist move here against the cops. They, the, the money has all evaporated and reappeared as, as wealthy homes. I, I, I mean, uh, is everybody still tiptoeing around them? Great question. Um, they haven't had anything really big lately, any kind of an effort or, or planned event of any kind that I can recall recently. Uh, they... They sent out a couple of press releases about, you know, announcing a lawsuit or announcing some sort of a complaint against law enforcement for whatever reason. But they haven't had anything big lately. Now, this other group, the Stop LAPD Spying Group, um, they're not affiliated with BLM, though they have both worked together on similar efforts and protests and whatnot. But 
Um, I don't know much about the Stop LAPD Spying Coalition other than yeah, who, they really are. Who finances I'm, I'm thinking of the name and wondering what that means. They believe that the cops spy on everybody? Yeah, and so they were also one of the groups behind not uh, are, you know going against the LAPD using drones for surveillance and for oh, patrol. Yeah. And they had to give away the drones. I mean, they gave away these these drones that were worth tens of thousands of dollars, these very special drones. Oh, and, I, I, yeah, and they know, could have really I, helped solve some crimes. I don't understand. Not. Wacko Group says give away the drones so the cops fold and give them away. Why don't they just say, no, we're not? We're well, not giving them away. As, as, we've, as we've pointed out many times before, the LAPD is a, is a different institution as the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. When you have an elected official running one agency, they have a lot more latitude to say those kinds of things as a chief who is appointed by the mayor and the city council. I mean, I think most people want the cops to have drones. I know they're not well, flying a drone into my backyard. There's nothing oh, going it's on It's amazing there. how much surveillance has been able to help us solve crimes and identify people now, just cameras. Well, not only that, you know, the biggest use of drones, a lot of it in tactical situations are for barricade suspects. Yeah, That's yeah. one of the biggest reasons. And they actually talked about the effectiveness of the drone during the San Bernardino shooting. Remember when the husband and wife were uh, finally confronted on that bridge and that yeah. shootout? They were able to use a drone to get in there to find out what was going on. Do you know who's financing this group? No, no idea. Other than it's a grassroots organization. Well, it probably maybe. gets funding from the usual suspects. Um, yeah. You know, the usual kind of groups that fund these grassroots organizations. But well, they're they're complaining group. in this story, Steve. There's this Hamid Khan of Stop LAPD Spying Coalition. That LAPD, they constantly cover their badges. They won't give out any information about them. So now we have to post it up for people to find in the database. I mean, is that necessarily right. true from your experience? What had happened, and there was an incident during the 2020 civil unrest downtown where both deputies and LAPD, a lot of them were covering their badges because they didn't want to be doxxed. There, there was problems at that time. They had already been identified. Because here it's not really as much about going after the officers. The officers are trying to protect their family. And that's really yeah, yeah. what this is about. Well, uh, well, but, but, I'm glad you brought that example because that's a big protest. Those are activists that want to know who you are. But I'm talking about every day when police maybe pull over a car, they're not hiding their badge. No, 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 no. And those those were very, um, I, mean, I, I guess those circumstances were completely different in 2020 because of the nature of what was going on. Remember, these were all anti-police organizations that were baiting the cops. And then when the cops would detain them, or have to use force to get them under compliance, then they were filing lawsuits and they wanted right. to know badge numbers and they wanted to be able to right. triangulate that, That's the game. The, the game is yeah. to create, a, to create a, a ruckus. The police have to do their job, and then they use that against the police to claim all right. sorts and, of wild crimes have been committed. And so the thing is now, the information that, that they're able to glean from these records requests from a couple of years ago, it really isn't earth-shattering information. The problem is, is they want more and more, and that's why they're suing the department now. So they want height and weight because, it, you know, presumably they're going to want to know if, a, you know, a six-foot-two guy who's absolutely built and weighs 300 pounds of all muscle is going after someone who only weighs 90 pounds. You know what I mean? So yeah. they want the, they want the, they want they also want descriptors. You know, they already got the ethnicities because that's part of the that's part of the demographic information from the city. So they they've got ethnicity, so they can put a complete profile together of these officers, so that people make no mistake on who they want to target. You know, I understand this is supposedly public information and public employees, but now because the internet could be used as a weapon to uh, terrorize cops and their families, 
Should there be some change made in releasing this kind of information? Well, a lot of that's already protected under the Peace Officers Bill of Rights, which is actually being tested as we speak. There's legislation that's constantly trying to tear away that whole Bill of Rights for officers that where they're afforded those types of protections. And that's because of 2020 and what happened. And when you've got sympathetic lawmakers that are willing to take on that charge, you have, you know, you have the possibility that uh, some of these laws could be repealed or they could be amended. And, you know, if the lobbying of the police departments and the chiefs of police and the sheriff's departments, if they're not strong enough to fight it, you could easily see these Peace Officer Bill of Rights starting to erode. All right, Steve, thank you very much for that report. We appreciate it. Bye, guys. All right, Steve Gregory, KFI News, covering this Stop LAPD Spying Coalition group, which apparently has put out a database of a lot of personal information of LAPD officers. I just wonder who's financing it, because we found out when Silicon Valley Bank went under that they were pouring a lot of money into Black Lives Matter. Obviously, there's a lot of tech a-holes that are uh, promoting these uh, anti uh, the, these uh, organizations that are against getting rid of the homeless off the streets. I mean, there, there's a tremendous amount of money out there. There's a lot of money in everything now. But it's getting funneled into these uh, anarchist groups and these protest groups that are really damaging uh, day-to-day life. All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. We're on from 1 to 4. You miss any minute of the show and you want to catch up, you get the podcast after 4 o'clock at KFIAM640.com. Also available on the iHeartRadio app. Friday, we covered this story which came out. It was first reported at Fox News that the L.A. County DA's office, George Gascon, was offering a free shuttle to transport employees from their cars to their workplace in downtown L.A. And the angle in the story was, well, it's because they're getting confronted by the public. I guess because Gascon is such a uh, contentious figure that uh, people out there are just taking it upon themselves to go downtown and mm. look for employees walking from their car to their workplace so they can stand there and say, I don't like what you're doing, which, which was nonsense. Yes. Now, now, in all fairness and a bit of a surprise, the El Segundo Times did do a story on this that appeared Saturday by Brennan Dixon, a name I've never seen before. And it does say that safety was just one factor behind the creation of the program. But it does mention that the El Segundo Times recently did articles about how unsafe Metro is, the subways and buses and the whole downtown area. It doesn't, I don't think, John, it mentions that this is anything about them being confronted by members of the public. The line here is the program's creation comes on the heels of reports that Angelinos are avoiding public transportation in the region because of rampant drug use and violence, which is true. And that's why you have now these shuttles to take Gascon's employees from Union Station and parking lots uh, to uh, the Civic Center. It, 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 not, and not only that, but all the streets in those neighborhoods are filled with drug addicts and mental patients who are dangerous and scary. Right. And 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 then that's why. I, in other words, they tried to dance around this for a few days. 
because these are the people that Gascon doesn't prosecute. Now these people are endangering the lives of his staff members. So he's forced to give them a shuttle service to protect them, but he won't protect them by putting these characters in prison. So here was the paragraph that really got me, and I was like taken aback. The Times never writes like this. The program was created in response to numerous factors, safety being just one of them, said this, oh, this woman, Tiffany Blackwell, oh, director of communications. Uh, yeah, she's one of these uh, public defenders that he brought in. Yeah, she's nuts. And an activist, too. Yeah, she's the one that said ugly things about the police back in 2020 on Twitter. Yeah. She did say, however, that employees often work long hours and then are forced to walk long distances to their vehicles in the evening when it's dark out. Well, the writer for The Times in the next paragraph punched back. With sunset these days at 7, the 4 to 6 p.m. evening shuttle won't save staffers a walk in the dark. Yeah. Well, that was a nice shot at her, wasn't well, it? Well, because he, she's lying. <laughs> you know, it's exactly. just a cheap lie. And, uh, I mean, this this guy, Brandon Dixon, will probably be transferred uh, to Bulgaria. Yeah, he's not going to last long because that was a pretty good shot. He'll be the spokeshole for one of the beloved progressive people. Uh, he's going to be the new Ukrainian correspondent because they're not, they're not going to put up with this kind of truth. No, Black, uh, Blacknail's one of those. She's just she's one of these public uh, BS creatures. Oh yeah, she this, says this any is... any any kind of nonsense. She also cited a lack of ample parking at the office's downtown oh, location. Okay. Employees often had to take public transportation or pay high fees to park in private lots. And all these issues throughout the downtown area just started occurring in 2023. Yeah, exactly. It just started uh, getting dark in 2023. They just started getting uh, parking issues in 2023. It's a lot of horse crap. It's out of control. The downtown area is completely out of control with homeless people and mental patients and drug addicts. Yes. That's uh, that's what it is. And nobody wants to do anything about it because now we have uh, Karen Bassetti in office and she's doing PR stunts to give the impression that she's on the case. She's making changes, but obviously she's not. Now, we'll talk about her apparently later. Tomorrow is, I think, John the 100th day. I know you've been looking forward to that. Oh, I mark him every day on my calendar. <laughs> well, I actually heard an audio piece last week where she and an aide were discussing it. What would it be the exact 100th day? Is it March 21st or yeah. the 22nd? Or We think it's the 21st. Uh, speaking of downtown, you may have heard this odd report from, I uh, first got on uh, the news from TMZ. I don't know much about her. Actress Amanda Bynes. But she uh, was found she, roaming the streets downtown naked and alone. Uh, she's She's got a lot of mental problems. I don't know what she... What <laughs> well, she what she's, she's wandering saying. the streets naked and alone. Yeah, yeah, I would say she does. Yeah, I, uh, I, She had some uh, b- bad problems some years ago, I remember. I only know her as being a crazy person. I have no idea what shows she's in. Or she was a child star on Nickelodeon. She had her own show, The Amanda Bynes Show. She was on all that. It was like a kid's SNL improv show type thing. Oh, did mm. you watch that as a kid? Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, it's like I'm the perfect demo for Amanda Bynes. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like got a nine year conservatorship. It was just it was. Oh, wow. It's just officially terminated. So she's like, okay. Brittany, yeah. you got the same well, problem. Can you imagine what it takes? To- oh, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. You're right. Can you imagine what it takes to actually get a conservatorship? Uh, well, we can't get him for the homeless people, can <laughs> no, we? No, no, I know. But so, God, she, I've been pushing for that for too long. She and Britney Spears were actually they were acting nuttier. Than the homeless people in the street. Well, but she called on herself and said, "What? She, I'm naked in the street." I, basically, yeah. She called nine one one herself. She, so then they put her on the fifty one fifty cycle. She walked past the storefront window and, oh my I, god, I'm I, naked. I, I, a woman walking downtown naked in a daze—that's really dangerous. 
Uh, she's lucky she wasn't assaulted, grabbed. Uh, you know, the thing is, that there's nothing. There's nothing you can do when you got a bad brain like that. I mean, oh, I'm sure she's right. been drugged she, uh, up for ten years. She set her neighbor's driveway on fire. Ah, there you go. 2013, almost engulfing her dog in flames, was sent to a psych ward for treatment. Yeah, good treatment. She was going to go to the 90s con in Connecticut this weekend, but she canceled due to an illness and then uh, apparently took to the streets walking around naked. Mm. Uh, It says here, since the conservatorship ended, Amanda seemed to be doing well for herself. (laughs) The most recent incident is obviously very concerning. Uh, now so, it's. So, I think she's going to have another conservatorship. Until you, her, uh, her mother ran it apparently. Until you stop taking medication. I know. Yeah. All that stuff is permanent. There's there's no fixing it. Uh, you can tamp it down with some medication, but you can't you can't skip anything. Yeah. She waved a car down, telling the driver she was coming down from a psychotic episode, and then herself called nine one one. This was early yesterday morning in downtown L.A. No clothes. Isn't that? Oh, no, the marathon didn't run in downtown LA. It started at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> the marathon ran yesterday. I thought it was maybe in this area. But hey, I could they, they send the marathon to different neighborhoods every year? I'm sick of it coming through my neighborhood and fouling. Oh, it does out. actually come through your. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. No, it's not exciting. I, it's, I, 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 it was difficult getting a bagel and going to the grocery store. I would run yesterday. out and cheer on the Kenyans. No. <laughs> Can, why don't they take, why don't they have them run over the uh, hill into the valley? They, why do they send them to South LA? Why are they? Why is the why come they run around the West Side so much? That well, I, I think they start at Dodger Stadium and don't they go through North Hollywood and a little bit and then they come through. They don't. I, don't, they don't, I, they I don't. looked at the map yesterday, but I forgot because I was going to go somewhere and I said, "Oh, I got to make sure I'm not." They, gonna they run stay into. on the you know that this. What does that this. lock your neighborhood in or something or? Uh, yeah, yes, it does. It makes it very difficult to get to get around. You have to drive because they stop going to Santa Monica. That's over with. Yes. They, they do a U-turn. They came back and ended in Century City. That's what they did with the route. Yeah, I, I think Santa Monica didn't want to deal with them. Plus, it's not L.A. It's not no, LA. it's not. So why it, should they get the end of the L.A. Marathon? They were they were ending at the beach. Oh, no. Now they're all right. Uh, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Get out of my neighborhood, Deborah Mark live. Go to the West Valley. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nobody wants them. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. I suppose we continue till we just run out of things to say. Maybe we should do that one day. Just keep going until we're like, that's it. I wonder exhausted. how long. I, I could go probably oh, till midnight. Especially if you got a rum and coke with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's all I remember the days of drinking that you could just talk forever. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's like true. Like two in the morning and he's still going. I'm like, I could, uh... <laughs> I'm pining on everything and everything. <laughs> When people drink, they get a little tired, not you. It's like, it if it wasn't so dangerous, I'd like to do that here one day, but that <laughs> might be worth a try. I would lose uh, I would lose what little uh, I have left of my filter. So the dump button would get extra use. What's that? The dump button would get extra yeah, use. Yeah, yeah. Uh, possibly, yeah. You wouldn't yeah. be able to keep up. You know, you might be surprised to learn, though, not a big cursor. Was not a big no, but but there's other things that would have to be dumped. <laughs> no, was, he wishes evil on a lot of people and things, but not in a cursing kind of way. No, no, in kind of a horror movie gruesome kind of I way. Like to just tear his neck off. And... Uh, coming up after three o'clock. Well, uh, Governor Dippity Do Newsom is doing this stupid tour around California instead of doing a state of the state speech. Who really cares? It's more nope. show and glitch from an idiot. Nobody cares except the tongue bathers. Yes, well, the media has to cover him because he's right. the governor. Yeah, but uh, a couple of things worth talking about. After three o'clock, we'll be talking to a representative from uh, the oil companies, uh, reacting to uh, Newsom's idea that he's going to set up another bureaucracy to track the oil companies. He's given up with the legislature actually passing a bill for the windfall profits tax on oil companies. Instead, he wants another watchdog set up, which, <laughs> which will get all the information, and, and when they make too much money, we'll, we'll grab it. Something like that. <laughs> okay, Gavin. Uh, so we'll play, uh, well, we'll talk to a rep and then we'll play uh, some other audio too because he's also, uh, wow, he wants us to vote yes on a lot of bond money for mental illness, for mental health. Um, well, my question when I saw that was what happened to the care court? That was your big idea well, late there, last year to set up to deal with the, uh, uh, well, it's back to conservatorship again, the homeless. This but, is all just headlines. I know. He gets headlines, and then a year later you're going, hey, whatever happened to? <laughs> I know. 
Well, this time they're going to put something on the ballot for mental health. Yeah, we got a big ballot measure well, about bonds. People may have forgotten that they did that uh, 19 years ago. No, oh, the millionaires tax. They, yeah. yeah, they raised a lot of money and everything got way worse. It went one so, percent, which is a lot when a tax rate. So they went yeah, thousands of. And they huh? one at a time. Oh. Can, what does anyone have any? What's going on? Oh, nothing. I just oh, heard some. Yeah, audio poor bleed. Eric has people in with him, and they're they're trying to figure something out. So I think. Oh. Uh, he mistakenly oh. pushed a button. I can I see. see what's okay. going on. There. All right. Okay. Now, in other news, uh, the uh, school district, LA Unified, is supposed to have a press conference maybe at 4 o'clock. There are some last-minute negotiations going on. I don't think there was any scheduled today, but now there is. Uh, union leaders and school district to try to head off well, the, the possibility of a three-day strike beginning tomorrow. Well, that upends the parents' lives if you have... Uh... Both both parents or a single parent and and they're working full time, they don't have any place to put the kid. Well, like why would you do this to the parents? Yeah, they have very limited daycare at LA Unified. They know they can't take in all the kids no. that will be left. I mean, yeah. it's just so. They have to tell their boss they got they got to take three days off to stay home and watch after their kids. I guess it, it, the teachers are so incredibly selfish. I mean, it is so rude to to make people scramble for three days of daycare that they can't afford. Or they can't find because what you want to make a statement? I I'm just these 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 t- these teachers are just terrible. They're just terrible people. Uh, the union is asking for a thirty percent wage increase plus a two dollar per hour additional raise for the lowest paid employees. The uh, head of the schools, Alberto Carvalho, showed up on TV this morning said that actually our offer is more than twenty percent over multiple years and includes a 3% bonus and a massive expansion of health care benefits. Massive so it ex- seems like they're being offered something pretty ample, but they want something even bigger. No, because they're, they're fanatics uh, and they want to make a political point. That's why the teachers are now asking for low-income housing. They, they want to be like some kind of like super social justice warrior woke organization. They're not just representing teachers to get the best... Uh, salary and, and benefits deal now they, they've got my, a much bigger stage they want to perform on uh the other big story which is going to come your way perhaps tomorrow is per the indictment and perhaps arrest of trump this was big news over the weekend although the only one that believes it's imminent is trump he's apparently the source as he went on social media to announce that he believes he's going to be arrested on tuesday uh this would come from the manhattan district attorney Alvin Bragg, who supposedly would be the one behind the indictment of former President Trump. And believe it or not, this brings us all back to Stormy Daniels is what's behind this case. Looking at a legal opinion, apparently the Justice Department already passed on going after Trump for this. This is, of course, the hush money paid to her during the presidential campaign of 2016. Here's what the hook is. For a potential crime. Michael Cohen. Remember it's sleazeball attorney? Yeah. Who spent time in jail himself. No, because I think he lied. Yeah. Trump paid Michael Cohen. Who the intern paid Stormy Daniels. But a couple of things. He paid uh, Cohen a certain amount of money, it was the Stormy Daniels money plus money for other work that Cohen did, and then they doubled it. 
and it, 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 and then checks would come periodically over some years from either Trump or the Trump organization. It was about $130,000 in total. Right. And they were trying to hide the Stormy Daniels payment. Right. And somewhere in there, they committed, you know, some kind of paperwork crime. It's, they falsified yeah, it's, business. It's election funding campaign finance right. laws. Is because what chasing them for. Alvin Bragg's theory is that this was actually uh, uh, a payment in kind to the Trump campaign. Because the purpose of paying off Stormy Daniels was to protect his campaign. And so that it should have been recorded as a contribution to the campaign. This is really esoteric stuff. It is. And it's uh, the opinion of a lot of legal people I read over the weekend is it was really just to get rid of a nuisance lawsuit. It isn't exactly a big scandal. But. If, if you were going to prosecute something like this, at worst, it would be a misdemeanor. Unless it is done to cover up another crime, Right. So if yeah. you falsify your, your business records, misdemeanor, if it's big enough, felony if it if covers, uh, covers up another crime. And it's the lowest class of felony. It's called a class E felony. I, and nobody's quite sure what the other crime is. Yeah. Unless if it's a campaign finance thing. But those, those are rarely charged as felonies. Those are, most of the time, those are civil violations, and the campaign has to pay a fine. And most campaigns run into those because the rules are so complex so I, don't, I don't know what this is and and most of the people i read don't know exactly what this is that's why it's not being grabbed by the progressive media as loudly as i thought it would they seem to be a little cautious over it like maybe it's not maybe it is a I bit mean, of a nothing burger there is better investigations if you want trump put away i mean he's he's got uh, the uh the fed the, the top secret documents he was hiding in mar-a-lago he's got the interference in the georgia election He's got still lingering responsibility for inciting the uh, January 6th riots. I mean, there's other investigations going on. This has been around for years. And Bragg, early on in his term, said he w decided he wasn't going to pursue it. And now suddenly he is. But it's, it's clearly a political prosecution, which if you hate Trump, you're going to root for. But the merits of it are pretty flimsy. Some are comparing it to a case we talked about years ago on the show. Remember John Edwards? Yeah. Well, that goes back to 2012. He was a Democratic presidential candidate. We talk about being forgotten, but uh, he had an affair with uh, Riel Hunter, and they had a child together, and uh, uh, apparently uh, they gave her money yeah. to disappear that was channeled through several sources. And it turns out in the case that was eventually taken to a jury, they were deadlocked. So yeah, you know, I, I... he was found not guilty on one count. The jury deadlocked on the other five. So some think this could end up in the same rabbit hole if he, this guy really so, wants to pursue it. And they're wondering why a Manhattan DA, I mean, this is usually a federal thing. He's, it, a, he's, it is. If he's, ta if he's talking about um, a contribution to his presidential campaign, he's trying to use a state law to prosecute a yes, federal issue. I did see that, right. The I mean, maybe when he releases the indictment, it's going to make some kind of sense. But right. based on the information out there, none of this really tracks coherently. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Coming up after 3 o'clock, we'll talk about Newsom's new idea to go after the oil companies, another bureaucracy, some sort of special commission which tracks their profits. Uh, anyway, we'll talk to an oil company rep 
after the news at 3 o'clock. And we got some gibberish to play from audio from Newsom as he's doing his uh, tour around the state, his dopey tour, where he's uh, holding all sorts of uh, media events to draw attention to himself rather than making a dopey state of the state speech. Something incomprehensible to play. Uh, uh, Sounds like we do. Uh, (laughs) So we'll... It's something about homelessness. Uh, This will come up in the 3 o'clock hour. We'll talk about Karen Bass, too, because there's already complaints that her Inside Safe program is taking people off the streets, putting them into hotels, but pushing other people out of the hotels who end up back homeless somewhere. You'll see the complaint, and we'll talk about it. Oh, it's like like musical chairs? It is. It's sort of like, well, to make room for these people in the hotel, we have to send the other homeless people, the formerly homeless people, out. And uh. some of them end up in the streets. Or uh, The one thing we didn't mention with regards to the Trump story, which is where the buildup was over the weekend, there was a call for people to protest. So there was this feeling by some of the media that Tuesday, New York City could look like January 6th in Washington, D.C. from a few years ago. That mm-hmm. yeah. are, are there thousands and thousands of Trump people going to march in the streets of New York City demanding the D.A. not indict the pre- the former president? I don't That was part of the uh, whipping of the... Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't think they could afford the tolls to get over the uh, George Washington <laughs> Bridge or the Lincoln Tunnel. And this isn't the same as trying to contest a presidential election. Oh, yeah. I don't... Yeah, I, I did pay off a porn star. Come and fight for me. I know. Does any <laughs> does any of these people stop and think this through? He, uh, he he paid off a porn star and tried to cover it up. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a crime, but this is all self-inflicted on his part. Exactly. I mean, you know, he, he could live life normally and not screw around with a porn star and not try to cover it up with hush money. <laughs> And then, and then cover it up illegally by falsifying his business documents. You could choose not to do all that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I saw a funny quote from Kevin McCarthy, who's now the Speaker of the House and, of course, a California Republican, who said Trump isn't really calling for people to protest. That's not what he's saying. It was like, well, I don't know. It sounded like what was reported in his social media post. Protest this. He's a boob. Uh, McCarthy yeah, gonna... is really a brick. They're going to have some sort of hearings. They're demanding that the DA in New York, Alvin Bragg, hand over documents. And, Although I did see one good point about him. He promised, and we've seen this, he's another George Gascon. Yeah. Uh, he was not going to go after nonviolent crimes. And it's like, well, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. He doesn't even have to go, go after violent crimes. New York City is as big a disaster zone as any city in the country. It's because Alvin Bragg believes in no prosecutions. So there's yeah. a lot of violence. There's a lot of mayhem going on. And he's going over, over Trump uh, fiddling around with his business documents. I mean, this this whole crowd, there's nobody to root for here. Yeah, even Trump even put that in one of his emails that uh, the New York City DA, this Alvin Bragg, remember that case of that grocer that uh, yes. was getting beat? So he reached out and he hit the guy with a, I forget, was a, a knife or something and yeah, but uh, Bragg went after the grocer who that's was getting right. attacked. He tried to defend himself, and he stabbed the guy with a knife. And Bragg went after the grocer who was right. trying Until to... Until he gave up because the backlash was severe. Yeah. No, but Bragg is a five-star jackass. <laughs> so, but now he's going he's tr- he's to be a hero for all the left-wing uh, a-holes that want Trump's head. Right, but like I said, I... I f- Finding this a bit understated, like they don't really don't think this is a good case, so they don't really they're not really a lot of that media is not latching onto this. Well, the way they, you know what? It isn't a good case. 
It, it's it's <laughs> convoluted. You try to read. I, I forced myself to read through it over the to, weekend yeah, to try to understand. To the try detail. to for, absolutely. This this was hard work. This is not the kind of thing I normally want to read, and so I had to read this guy. I'm trying to find the hook. Right when 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 you're covering a case, especially if we're going to do it on the radio, where there aren't any pictures or graphics we could show you, you got to be able to process it and then explain it in a way that everybody can understand. And this one is just. This one's a headache, and it's really not clear what the crime is, like who got harmed. Uh, okay. Now, uh, speaking of uh, crime, we move from New York City to San Francisco, where a CNN correspondent who was there to report on the rampant street crime in San Francisco had her rental car broken into, <clears throat> even with hired security who were supposed to watch the car. She tweeted, got robbed again. Uh, sending out a picture of the car's shattered rear view window. We had security to watch our rental car plus crew car. Thieves did this in under four seconds. This is ridiculous. Oh, I told you I saw this in person in San Francisco. Yeah. I was there a couple of years ago and I saw two guys pull up in a car with masks over their face and they just like a complete ski cap and everything. And they smashed into the back window of a parked car. And it was over in seconds and they grabbed a whole bunch of things out of the back. Of them. We saw the family come later that owned the uh, the car. I guess it, they were tourists, and they were looking at it like, oh, what the hell happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, you, now, you, if you're a tourist in San Francisco, you cannot leave your rental car out in the street and never, ever leave your stuff in there. Don't, because that's what they do. They drive by, and they do a quick glance. If they see something on the seat or in the back uh, trunk yeah. area, not in the trunk, but that little, like in an SUV, that third yeah. They, that's when they, and that's what they do. They smash that back window and grab it. So sure. and they go leave to the, nothing in sight from looking through the windows. And they go to the places that the tourists go, you know, like Fisherman's Wharf or North Beach or uh, the Giants uh, baseball park. In December, more than half of the city's residents said that they had been victims of theft or larceny. Wow. Half? Half. That <laughs> I would have expected 20%. Even in a bad city, 30%. No, half it's complete. Said something got stole from me? It's completely lawless. <laughs> there is a clip, and I, I heard it right at the last minute before the start of the show. I'll go, I'll go find it for, for tomorrow. There's a clip of this San Francisco supervisor begging the police department to send resources and, and police into her district. Because it's so out of hand. This same woman issued a tweet three years ago in 2020 calling for defunding of the police. And now three years later, because crime is so rampant in her district, she's sounding like she was about to cry because it's so bad. Right. It's like, hello, lady. <laughs> this is what you wanted. You got it. You found it? Oh, play it. We've been begging for more footbeats and for more officers in the Mission District. I've been begging this department to give the mission what it deserves in terms of police presence all year long. And I have been told time and time and time and time again, there are no officers that we can send to Mission. It hurts and I feel betrayed by the department. I feel betrayed by the mayor. I feel betrayed by the priorities of this city. It is not this Board of Supervisors' priorities. We want our residents safe. We don't want our residents getting shot, getting assaulted, getting killed, because in the mission, Chief, 
It's not theft. In the mission, people are getting shot and killed. In the mission, people are getting beat up. In the mission, people are dying. That woman's Hillary Ronan. She's a Democrat. She's on the San Francisco uh, Supervisory Board. And this is what she wrote in 2020. Uh, I want to make it clear that I believe strongly in defunding the police and reducing the number of officers on our force. For decades, we've had an imbalance in our city's budget with hundreds of millions of dollars going to the San Francisco Police Department to have them do work they are not qualified to do. And in 2020, the mayor, London Breed, redirected $120 million from law enforcement to other initiatives. And homicides increased 20% in 2020, another 17% in 2021. And at the end of that year, Breed made an emergency request to the board to add more funds to the police department. They are just fools. All right. When we come back, we'll talk about Newsom's latest idea to go after the oil companies in California. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.